0: I wish there was a way to know you're in the good old days before you've actually left them. everybody welcome to another episode of the after the storm podcast season three episode three in today's episode a very interesting topic that i wanted to cover with a very very great just overall great dude and essentially today's topic is uh, very heavily focused around the idea of getting married young now what young is is all about how you view it uh, A lot of us in the Latino community, our parents uh, got married at young ages. And when I say young, I mean 19, 20, 21. But at least from what I've seen, our generation has uh, decided to settle down more so in the late 20s, uh, early 30s uh, stage. And so to see kind of a younger couple uh, somewhere in the middle between 23, 24, decide that they want to take that leap of faith and uh, make that lifelong commitment it's very interesting Uh, and i'm trying to wonder whether it might be just a generational thing because i'm seeing more and more that uh, people within that kind of 21 to like 25 age bracket seem to be getting engaged a little more than uh at least the people in my now like 29 to like 32 33 age bracket did so uh when uh my 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 guy lucas here uh decided to pop the big question you know a lot of questions came into my head and i was always just really intrigued with the process decision making and uh just The overall place that you have to be uh, mentally to decide that you're ready to make such a a big lifelong commitment at such a relatively young age. Uh, But overall, great conversation. Super excited for y'all to hear it. Uh, Thanks to anyone, as always, who has... Been listening to the podcast so far this season uh we got plenty of cool great episodes on the way as well uh but i'm not gonna take too much more time with the intro because we do have a little bit of a long one but as always i must say for those of you that don't know my name is eddie and i will be your host and guide through the after the storm podcast so feel free to sit back relax unwind feel free to have a glass of wine relax chill Just go outside enjoy the breeze as i take you through this journey of life self-acknowledgement and of course dope ass music
1: The single, but you weren't either. Living in Ladera Heights, the Black Beverly Hills, domesticated paradise, palm trees and pools. The water's blue, swallow the pill, keeping it surreal. Whatever you like, whatever feels good. Whatever takes your mountain high Keeping it surreal. real Not sugar free My TV ain't HD That's too real Grapevine Mango, peaches and lime Sweet life Sweet life, sweet life Sweet life, sweet life sweet life. Sweet, 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 sweet life Sweet pie You've had a landscaper and a housekeeper Since you were born
0: what's going on everybody back with another episode of after the storm another special interview a special guest a special guest i'm about to bring onto the podcast i feel like you know i'm somebody who i've always been very on the fence about whether i want kids or not but i feel like if i were to have a son i feel like he this would be my son I've just seen him grow so much over the last year. Wow. Yeah. How does that feel? To- They're going
2: to think that you're interviewing like an eight-year-old. <laughs>
0: I'm not interviewing an eight-year-old. I'm actually interviewing a 24-year-old. There you go. But that that in itself is part of the reason why I wanted to have you onto the show. Yeah. Am uh, I
2: your youngest guest ever? Oh,
0: 100%. <laughs> 100%. By like a long shot? Not a-, a long shot. I'm not, I'm not fucking 40, bro. <laughs> it's <laughs> always true. like, it's the range is typically between like 28 to like 31 32 i think okay. my my oldest guest is andrea who used to work here mm-hmm. also yeah um so she'd be the oldest i think she, i interviewed her at like 34 35 and you at 24 now so. both in the office too both in the office yes so currently we're sitting here at the the wild marketing offices in the one of the, the dungeon conference rooms uh the Batcave. cave the back cave but wait, so i kind of got off, tra- off topic there. So let me introduce everybody to uh, my my son, my, my dear friend,
2: Lucas Smith. Hello. Hello, Pod. <laughs> so, welcome, welcome to the best
0: episode yet. Solid intro. Solid <laughs> intro. So, so Luke has been uh, working with me, a colleague, for over a year now. Started off as just a novice intern had no sense of direction didn't know left from right uh
2: came in here in the digital world don't don't, <laughs> don't, don't shorten in every in real, life. of life he didn't, he didn't
0: know he didn't know, he shit. Needed guiding. He didn't know shit. yeah and uh came in and uh a year and a half later he's a digital savant there you go. uh but we're not here to talk digital marketing That's absolutely absolutely not. the last thing we're here to do uh, although we're trying to serve some, we're trying to, you know, get these numbers up too, <laughs> serve some impressions. I'm going to start doing some digital ads for this podcast. Yeah. Uh, you could charge you health for it. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. I'm not going to do that. Don't take that seriously. Uh, so Luke, before we get into the topic of what we're, uh, what we're here to do, mm-hmm. uh, I like to... Have every guest I come on, that comes on to the show uh, do this little icebreaker questionnaire. Okay. I think I may have asked these questions some time ago, uh, maybe during one of our little lunch breaks or so. In fact, I'm positive that I did. Okay. But this was some time ago, and so I'm sure that your answers have changed. But it's just a way for the people, for the audience to get to know you a little bit and hear about some of your shitty opinions. Okay. Oof. All right, Luke, now, first thing that comes to mind. Some people, I tell this to people and I say, first thought, don't think about it too much. And they spend three minutes thinking of the answer. And oh, sometimes shit. it's okay because they come up with some like crazy answer that makes this better. Okay. You can take your time with it. If you want to dive into your answers a little bit and explain yourself, that's cool. If you just want to give a one word answer, that's also fine.
2: No explanation. All me. right. All right. Look, so, what is your favorite song? <sighs> My favorite song. I'm going to go um yeah I get I guess I know why people pause on this for a long time but I'm going to go 96,000 from in the heights 96,000 from in the heights yeah the broad, I, the Broadway version not the movie version. I didn't
0: <laughs> I don't know where I thought you were going I didn't think it was going there I thought you were going to be with some Amine or shit. Or no,
2: it, it's in my top 50. I think I picked that one, no, because that's like one of the songs that's been with me for a long time. Like my sister introduced me to that song when I was really, really young and I fell in love with it. Like I could say I could rap every word to that song and I still love it today. So okay, that fair was my enough. choice. Fair enough. Number two, if you could
0: only listen to one artist for the rest of
2: your life, what would it be? The easiest answer. I don't even think about it for a second. Kanye West.
0: Wow, you canceled uh number three you're stranded on an island with no signal and can only take one thing with you what are you taking
2: it has to be a thing yeah can't be a person um i was gonna say kanye again (laughs) (laughs) um one thing can it be like like if i pick an electronic that needs like batteries no so it has to be like man a single thing yeah I don't know I don't know why this comes to mind. (laughs) Because this wouldn't be my answer. But I keep thinking like like a slinky or something. (laughs) When I think of just like toys you can play with, something to waste my time, like a Rubik's Cube or something. Like, I don't know. That's a terrible answer though.
0: That's a great answer. That's one of the best answers (laughs) ever. I've had I've had everything from a Bible to like a camera to but a camera's uh, gonna die that's 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 to a lighter i've had a lighter i've had it's gonna die too um someone the other day uh hit me i forgot exactly what it was but it was something where it was something strategic where i can't remember i don't know if it was like a flare gun or something like that but something that to get them seen and i'm like okay that's interesting that's a strategic answer i
2: thought of like a spear gun like to go fishing to keep myself alive there. But like we're gonna go with the slinky. I don't I know, think the, dude. I think the slinky
0: is the best.
2: I also what ran through my head was like maybe like a basketball and like like make myself a little court, But I'm like I'm not gonna make <laughs> myself a court. <laughs> like
0: uh. it's a like modern day castaway. Yeah. Uh number four, your favorite personality
2: trait about yourself? Um I have to go with my optimism. I would say I'm someone that like I And maybe it's because I've just been so lucky in my life that like not too much has gone bad, knock on wood. But I feel like I'm of the mindset that like everything in your life is like always going to be fine eventually, like everything will be fine. And because of that, I have a very optimistic mindset. And I see that with like the people around me all the time, like when they when they're freaking out about things or stuff like that, like I always see it as like it's not a big deal, like it's fine. And I feel like I've underestimated my optimism and like the importance of that Mm. But as I've gotten older and like gotten to talk to more people and like gotten different perspectives from people outside of my bubble, I've noticed it more as like something that is very um, beneficial, I guess, th- that mindset. That's a great personality, Trey. I will
0: say I heard a term I hadn't heard in my entire life last year. Uh, and it was because I was talking to my friend about Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Ted Lasso, if you watch the show, other than those intimate moments of – where you can see this is a human being going through struggle and pain. In person, in general, with people, he's very positive. He's very optimistic. And I was having this conversation with somebody that the term toxic positivity or toxic optimism Mm -hmm. came up. And I never thought about that as as a concept, Mm -hmm. but it makes sense because some people could see that as Oh, this person's sad. Stop being sad. Do yeah. something that makes you happy. And yeah. things like that can lead towards like toxic positivity. Yes.
2: And I've I feel like I have like myself witnessed that of like I need to remind myself often that people are different and people see things like completely yeah. different. So if I have a friend that's like going through something and I'm like, just get over it like (laughs) yeah like that's the way i would see it and like that's the way i would handle it but i am not that person and like i can't expect other people to think of things the same way i do in the same way that they shouldn't be expecting me to think of things the same way they do so fair enough so yeah no but like yeah toxic optimistic optimism is definitely like a thing yeah but still it's a good it's a good personality to have uh number five celebrity crush Celebrity crush, man. Kanye, Kanye came up for three of these. Three times I knew you were going there. Um, I think my celebrity crush is Ryan Reynolds. I want to be just like him. That's so funny. You said
0: Ryan Reynolds. I had my boy on last week, and he, he was just like, "Oh, Jake Gyllenhaal." I'm
2: like, "Okay, <laughs> all right." Dude, Ryan Reynolds is just such a cool guy. He's yeah. also like into advertising, like has his own agency and yeah. everything, and like there's so many cool things, like that's the Deadpool true. and all the self awareness, the comedy. Yeah. optimism like owns a soccer team yeah dude he just does so many cool things
0: okay uh what profession other than your own would
2: you like to attempt i mean realistically or whatever you want man it's like i could say like an nba basketball player if i attempted that realistically i'd be all over twitter realistically Um, like Zach
3: guy from a high school
2: musical oh that'd be that'd be amazing okay troy Bolton. and <laughs> um maybe like if i feel like it's a lot of work unless especially if you're doing it all alone but like a vlogger mm-hmm. or like youtuber like as a job mm-hmm. especially if like i had like a team that could help me like edit and Yes, go through that process or whatever. But like that would be like super cool for me. I've always liked making videos, no yeah. matter what it is, since I was a little kid. Some kind of content creator. So yeah, some sort of like content creation. That'd be done. And and I understand that it is like, especially when you're starting out, like h- harder than it may seem. Like people think, oh, you just record a video, and whatever. But there's a lot more that goes into it than that. Um, and I understand that. Like as a job, it's not like all fun and games or whatever. But I do think that that is something that I would enjoy. Okay. Like, a, Next
0: question. Uh, If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be?
2: My toxic optimism. (laughs) (laughs) No. um, Man. It's just hard because I'm perfect, so. (laughs) I feel the same way sometimes. (laughs) I don't know, man. I, I just... I think I really value perspective and because of that I, I value my own perspective a lot so it's hard for me to think of like how I can like if I change myself in any way I'd have a different perspective and that would like completely change who I am. I think change can be change
0: is often people see that change is like I'm taking something away from me mm-hmm. but you can also see change is like I'm adding something add. as well. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I know just an example and this is not have to be your answer but an example is that uh you have hispanic roots Mm -hmm. but you're not super comfortable speaking spanish yeah so
2: changing something about you could be like oh okay you know what i mean that's a great that's a great answer and i'd probably pick it over what i'm gonna say okay but i wish i was more comfortable in the kitchen Mm. i am not at all like i i freak out with like (laughs) how long i have to put something in for and like how much salt and how much of this seasoning and And I don't want to burn things because we spend money on like buying it. I don't want to like fuck it up for everyone. And then I don't know. I'm going to come back to that later on. uh, Okay, cool. All right. Uh, Number eight,
0: what celebrity or public figure could you completely live without? I don't know.
2: Sexy Red or whatever her name is. (laughs) Fair answer. She just came up today. with my friends we were talking about. uh, uh, The leak video that came out? No. (laughs) No, but uh but I did see that she was trendy because yeah, of that. Yeah. But we were talking about it because on Spotify they rank like the top 500 uh artists based on monthly listeners and I recently found out that Prince is not one of the top 500. Like he's outside of the top 500 and my friend said something like, "Oh, that's crazy and like Sexy Red is probably up there." And I looked <laughs> it up and she's not. She's not one of the top 500 okay, either. Okay. But it's but, still sad though yeah. but i like i can't even, i don't I don't really even know what she looks like or a single one of her songs <laughs> just know she exists, so can I live without her percent
4: <laughs> that's
0: like the one song I know um number nine, these are my favorite two questions of the whole thing uh number nine, if you had one song left to live, what would it be? one song to listen to, and then I die, yeah, so and like, I know, and I so you know going into okay. the choice that this is it this is this is the Picking in the bucket after it
2: this may sound sound really ironic but i think i'd go with it's a great day to be alive by who by travis tritt the country song oh okay. great day to be alive <laughs> i know the sun's still that's good. shining that's good. when i close my eyes that's good I, people
0: have different choices for that I, my answer changes all the time i think that that's that's one where you could pick really somber song to kind of end on a somber note and on a high note i've had people say you make my dreams come true by hollow notes i've had someone say like uh, you know a couple of sad songs for me my answers changed a couple of times too so it's nice to it fits your personality yeah, to want to end with something nice. Yeah, to. I
2: mean, I mean, like I like sad music, but yeah. like I can't imagine like this is the last song I'm gonna yeah. throw in like something that's gonna make me sad. Like yeah. if it's your last moments of life, like might as well go out on top. It's great, bro. It's great advice. It's good advice. Uh, and
0: number ten, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the party gates?
2: Yo, what's good? <laughs> that's good, bro. <laughs> Man, I don't know, man. I've always thought of like, if heaven exists, I see it as like, just like some sort of like eternal happiness feeling state where you're just kind of just like floating there. And Cause I feel like a lot of times, like the way, the way heaven's like pictured in like movies and stuff is, is yeah, like the pearly gates yeah. and like you're on the clouds and like you could see the world and everyone you've ever loved is there or whatever. Yeah. And it's like Foxy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I feel the way I picture it is like we're going to be in such like, such like um, like a close relationship with like our creator that it would just be like an eternal happiness. Like none of that shit would even matter to us mm. because we'd just be like so happy in this like mm. state. Um, but man, I hope. I guess if I were to take it as like pearly gates, God's there telling me telling me something. I don't know. Maybe something about like they didn't believe in you. What he was like? They didn't believe in me. I did. God did. I did though. You know he'd be like, I did. He'd
0: say, God did. I did.
2: Um, maybe, maybe I'd hope that he would tell me, hey, we could just fast forward to any year of college football, and we'll we'll go to the ones where the ah. Gators win. You could watch those on repeat.
3: <laughs> okay. and hopefully
2: it's sooner than later hopefully during my lifetime before i die i hey, get to witness a few more hey you're but... sitting next to tebow who's
0: like the right hand man of yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> so, was there. yeah hey this he, is gonna he's... be your
2: this is gonna be your mentor he's gonna walk you around <laughs> yeah. here.
0: okay that's a good answer That's a good answer man all right so that was a the question there uh so you feel a little loose before we get into i know i just said it before but before we get into it it is cool it's interesting because um not very often do i have someone on the show who has their own podcast right and yep. uh, you just started it before your first episode We kind of talked about some things sense of direction because you've never done anything like this before mm-hmm. and it's perfect because the, the central theme of your podcast also deals with the central theme of what this episode is going to be about yep but talk to me just real quickly about what it's been like podcasting and if you yep. want to say like what it is that you're doing
2: yeah so definitely shout out um 12 delves podcast we're six episodes in so far um so yeah i guess i guess i'll get into i'll get into this topic a little bit now but pretty much i'm getting married next may um shout out carla you're you're (laughs) we've been dating since uh junior year of high school so it's been like seven and a half years now and um we'll be over eight by the time we get married But, um, within that process of planning the wedding and stuff, we talked, we've talked about a lot of different things. And like, I feel like the bride in general always gets, I mean, it's because they, they care more about like the wedding, like the flowers and the details and all that stuff a little more. But because of that, also they have like the wedding dress shopping experience and they have like the bridal shower and all this like extra stuff that the groom has like the groom has like the bachelor party and then like pretty show much that's it. Yeah. And then like show up up? that day. What's up? Um so as I mentioned before, I've always liked making videos and like creating content stuff. So I came up with the idea to have a podcast as kind of something extra for me as the groom to have. I have 12 groomsmen, which seems like a lot. A I mean lot. it is a lot. It it's doesn't seem lot. like a lot. It is a lot. But um these are 12 different guys that obviously mean a lot to me. And I've had relationships with them throughout my life. And they've been my brothers in different ways. And they play different roles throughout my life. So this podcast is called the 12 Delves Podcast, as I um, said before, mentioned. Um, it's 12 different episodes where I'm delving into the relationship that I have with each of them individually. So each of them will get their get their own episode where I sit down with them and I ask them, we talk about our relationship and how we met. Or if if I've known them my whole life, like our earliest memories, and then I get into like I'm asking them questions that they should quote unquote know about me, but they're a little bit difficult. Then we get into like a groomsman draft where we where we have different scenarios that that are like randomly chosen throughout um, each of the episodes. So like for example, the first episode was a zombie apocalypse, and then like me and my guests went back and forth and drafted from the twelve groomsmen and me included teams um to survive times. a zombie apocalypse. So there's been that that part is usually everyone's favorite part of the podcast cuz yeah. it's just really fun. Yeah. And um, then after that we go into um a section where we talk about a, a piece of media, so like either movie, TV show, artist, song, album, book that either reminds us of our relationship or has some significance within our relationship and we each talk about what what we brought to the table or whatever. Then the next part, I ask them for some sort of advice based on their experiences in life and like how it can relate to something I can take advice from. And then lastly, I give them their flowers and I tell them why I love them, what I love about them, and whatever. So it's a really cool idea. Like I've loved doing. I was super nervous about the first one because I again, like Eddie mentioned, I had never filmed the podcast before. I didn't really know what exactly to expect. But after doing the first one, I was like, oh, this is a fucking blast, and like yeah. this is going to be super fun we're also drinking throughout. I forgot to say that. So like, <laughs> so like that, that also makes it fun. But yeah, uh, before I, before I filmed this, I, I talked to Eddie about like podcasting in general and like ideas and like I rent, I, uh, ran my ideas through him to see what he thought. He was the first person I had ever met that had a podcast also. So I remember when he told me that he had a podcast, I thought that was like super interesting. And, and yeah, the giving flowers I stole from you for sure, but <laughs> it's That's, a great idea. And I'm it's like supportive. such a, it's such a perfect thing, especially with this like 12 delves thing that I'm mm-hmm. like delving into the relationship I have with these people to like end it on like a note of like, Hey, this is why I love you. It's like so wholesome. I, we're, we're always both a little drunk by the end of it too. So <laughs> that, that just adds to it. I fucking love you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, at the end, I always hug them all. Like, ah, like, Oh, I love you so much, bro. Come in here for a hug. Um, but no, it's been an absolute blast so far. I've already thought of the ideas on like how I could make like a spin off off of this. Like, nope. I want to do an episode with like my dad and Carla's dad. I want to yeah. do an episode Sick. with like all of the bridesmaids in, in one episode. I want to do one with Carla after we get married. Ooh. And, and I'm thinking those will be called like, um, like more Delves episodes. More, more yeah. Delves. Okay. Fair enough. Fair so enough. so I've I've had a blast doing it so far. And then when you reached out to me to be a guest on this, I was like stoked because this is a day I've been dreaming of since I entered <laughs> here a while. Wow. It's a big deal, man.
0: This is a big deal. So perfect. You kind of ran through uh, exactly what today's topic is about. So The 12 Delves podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's just shameless plug the whole time. So... Uh-huh being from uh hispanic uh hispanic background uh, a lot of people know that it's almost customary for some reason for like our parents to get married young
3: mm-hmm. like
0: for example my mom was married for the first time at 19 and was on her second marriage at like 25 crazy numbers i'm 30 mm-hmm. and like not even like close to it uh-huh. so uh it, it's generational, right? So when I look at my friends, I have a lot of friends that are married now, about like eight eight or nine of my closest friends are married already. I have two more weddings coming up of them. I got yours coming up uh, next year too. Uh, but the common denominator is that all these guys have gotten married at, I think, at youngest, like 28, at youngest, maybe 29. But so 28, 29, 30, 31. Typically, that's kind of an age where obviously you've graduated uh, college. If you did a master's program, cool, got your job and then established yourself and made money and all that. Now, that doesn't mean that you, you're you not in a relationship with somebody during that and building the future. But typically mm-hmm. I've seen where people will kind of take that next step once they feel fully comfortable mm-hmm. and just... Uh, Kind of ahead on those those goals of, of of theirs, and so you got engaged at 23, right? You were 23 already. You were 23. Uh, yeah, was 23. You were 23. Mm-hmm. So these these are crazy numbers. Yeah. Just based on what I've seen. Yeah. And so if I if I I if were to tell like my my parents I'd be like oh, those are rookie numbers. Like 23, yeah. 23. <laughs> 23. Oh, he's kind of old. First marriage. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? But now looking at it, 23 is like pretty young. And, you know, even when people I went to like high school and stuff, I, I would say the majority of them that got married early is because, I mean, they, they got knocked up and mm-hmm. they had a baby or something mm-hmm. like that, you know? Um, yeah. But again, it's not a knock. It's just what I've seen, mm-hmm. from, you know, my, my sample size. Yeah. So it was really interesting. And I think that, I think that I'm sure that you have encountered people mm-hmm. that when you tell them you're engaged or if it comes from a conversation – and they realize how young you are. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've gotten a couple looks.
2: Yeah. Like, oh shit, you, you know, in the office or, or whatever. Even, even within like the wedding planning process, like we'll go somewhere and they'll be like, you guys are getting married. Yeah. <laughs> like you look 17. <laughs> like you're still in high school. Your parents here. They're, yeah. they're getting married. Or... <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: So, uh, do you have a lot of friends that uh are engaged or married or kind of in that process or anyone coming up that you think might be close?
2: So, within my like, my friend group of people my age were the first people getting married Mm. um i have a few like extended friends that are getting engaged now and um but no yeah of of our like close friends not even many of them have been in a relationship for very long like a few of them have but like a lot of them are still single and stuff like that which is totally normal at our age um do you want me to go into so, my thoughts on this? Or You have a follow-up. No, question? so
0: <laughs> I mean, it's seven and a half years. Uh-huh. So it's when you hear that part of the story, it's understandable. High school mm-hmm. sweethearts, whole thing. Or are
2: any of your friends that have gotten married been with their significant other since high school? Um, thinking. Uh, I don't. Don't want them to kill me. I'm
0: thinking, thinking on top of my head. Um. No, no, no. Mm, Like early, I think the earliest one I can think of is like early college, like freshman year, sophomore year of college. But everyone else, I think they met them like later on in life. I'm pretty, pretty positive that none of my boys married – I'm sure that if I looked at their names, I just, I'm not doing that right now, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure that none, I have some that like not married um, or engaged at the moment, but they're with like kind of high school sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, maybe there, but mm-hmm. as of this moment, no, none of them have.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I mean, it, it is interesting. I feel like that's a kind of a, it's kind of rare these days, right? Mm-hmm. Like to kind of end up with your, your, your high school sweetheart.
2: Yeah. Um, so again, I could go into my whole thoughts on everything uh-huh. or you want to, you could ask me and it like prides out different parts of it. This is your show, baby. Because if I talk now, I could talk for like 30 minutes. Is your about like it's your show. your show. If I need to
0: stop you for some breath. Okay. Like, yeah. Go okay.
2: ahead. Stop you, me if I'm rambling too give much. Your, give me your I tend thoughts. to do that. Go for it. So um, completely understand your perspective and like anyone else's perspective that thinks we're like very young or not thinks we are very young. Um, again, uh, agreed with you, agree with you on the fact that especially like my parents got married at 20 and 21, mm-hmm. my grandparents got married like 18, 19, like it used to be a lot more common to get married a lot younger and it is now a lot more common to get married like later, later twenties or thirties. Or yeah. Like that's completely, what is the most common thing now? Um, I think there's a few things that I think I need to like preference beforehand, to make it like more understandable as like why I was at 23 already, like ready to be like, okay, I'm, I want to marry Carla and like start a family. Like, so first of all, like I mentioned, my parents met, I mean, we're married at 20 and 21. They're still married today. I've been together for however many years. I don't even know at this point, but uh, to meet me and my two older sisters, uh, my aunt and uncle also met in high school. They got married. They're still together. Also, uh, my close family friend group—that is four different families that are pretty much cousins. All of the parents met in high school or right after high school and have been married the whole time as well. Within that family friend group, the oldest one, um, Kevin, who was the first person, but first guest on my podcast, mm-hmm. um, he got married. He started dating his wife in seventh grade okay, and is now married to her and has a child. He's, he's like 28, I think. Shout out Kevin. Shout out Kevin. Um, My sister, Sabrina started dating her now husband in sophomore year of high school and they're married now. Then my last podcast that I just did was Josh, part of that family friend group that is like my cousins as well. He got married this past year as well. So, While in my, like, friend group of people my age, it's not very common, all around me, it is extremely common, like, my aunts and uncles, my cousins, my family friends, my sister. Um, But that's me. Carla, on the other hand, that is not at all normal in her family. She has a bunch of different, like, all her cousins are, are, like, 10 years older than her, and they're, like, just getting married now within the last few years and her dad was uh married before and and then remarried like her mom and a lot of her uncles and aunts have been through multiple marriages and like that is not something that's common for her at all so one thing for me is a- another added thing to this is that i grew up like catholic in going to catholic schools in the catholic bubble of like the few private school or private catholic schools here in miami mm-hmm and it is a lot more common i would say in that bubble though it still we are very young and like we are like i said of my friends that are all grew up in that same bubble the only ones engaged um it is a lot more common i feel like i feel like the looks i get or whatever are always like outside of that like people that have known me my whole life even if i was not friends with them like i feel like they don't see it as as weird as like somebody outside of that may so those are two things that i think like are huge reasons as to why I have felt so secure in like going through with this rather than just like me growing out outside of that completely and then be like, yeah, I'm ready. Like it's completely different. So, um, but as I mentioned, me and Carla grew up differently. That was all around me all the time. Like all the couples that I knew had known each other since they were super little and grew up and got married at like a young age and had super happy marriages with a bunch of children. And like, it was all beautiful flowers, rainbows, all of that. Which I understand is an incredibly not only explains like, your optimism exactly all the time. exactly. It's not only incredibly rare, but it's also like incredibly like um, yeah. I get like sunshine and rainbows, like it is like, and that's that's not the way that most people grow up, not at especially all. Especially nowadays, like, and that's not even that's not even that common within the like Catholic school private bubble. Like, there's a bunch of people with like divorced parents and like that that's super common even within exactly. that so like for me to have that layers both of my grandparents too are like still alive and they have like i mentioned got married like 18 19 years old um and they're all and they're all still together as well so so yeah like me i, I keep coming back to this and then going somewhere else but me and carla grew up different ways in that way so like she always says like I always say that when we started dating in high school, like I thought to myself, like it was a thought, like oh yeah, like I'm I'm gonna marry this girl, like I not, not I'm not gonna say like I dated her like when we first started dating, like I was like oh yeah, I'm am ready to propose, right? But for me in my mind, it was instantly like oh yeah, I'm dating this girl because like I want to marry her like eventually, you know. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, if you're dating in high school, it's just kind of like okay, it's just fun and like you're dating and like. Whatever, but for me, because everyone around me dated so many in high school and got married, it was completely normal for me to meet Carla and like have this connection with her and like have this, like, have this feeling of like, oh, okay, yeah, this is gonna be my wife again, not like already to go yeah. buy a ring, but I understand there's like it takes time and you build it and everything. Yeah, but I feel like she, she was, I feel like maybe now she, she like accepts that that is maybe how i felt but she always says like there's no way that you thought that like we were children like how can you meet me and think like oh yeah this is gonna be my wife like we're literally 16 15 years old we were like 14 when we met what started dating when we were like 16 17 years old like and i understand that perspective again but because it's so common for me and and it wasn't this thing of like love at first sight like i saw her and i was like oh my god I'm going to marry marry this woman. (laughs) woman. It wasn't like that either, but it was just a thing of like, I I had no intention in high school of like getting with girls or like trying to date girls or anything without the thought process of like, okay, this could potentially be my wife. And that sounds insane to some people. Like I understand that. Like it sounds like super out of this world. Like, this isn't a high school musical movie like what do you think they're doing <laughs> but for me it's just, just two like high school musical references in one episode like, already it's yeah i know we gotta we gotta squeeze in a few more <laughs> yeah, before yeah. we finish but um but no for me it was just like i don't know that's the perspective i grew up with and it was so normal around me that i was like yeah i found carla and i was like yeah wifey material let me let me bag her quick <laughs> you you invented bagging yeah yeah. I'll bag real
0: quick um this is interesting i'm gonna i'm gonna just cut in real quick so it's interesting you talked about uh it was it's common for you and so it makes sense to you yeah and you can understand somebody else's perspective that it's not yeah so you're talking to somebody with like supreme stats over here let me mm-hmm. throw let me throw these at you real yeah quick. okay so uh that is not common around my family. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love my family dearly, but I'm sure every, every family has like their their quirks. Mine too, my family's yeah. not at all perfect. Of, of course, of course. <laughs> but yes. But I've seen divorce. Divorce uh-huh. is a very common word in my family. i uh-huh. so I never really had that uh that firm example of mm-hmm. it. Like my mom uh th- three divorces, my dad t- three divorces uh my brother was married in his mid-20s divorced, now married again with kids uh so this is all i ever saw around me Mm -hmm. and so for me not having that example Mm -hmm. at home or around me i never really it never really was something that came to me like marriage like oh my god i can't wait to be like them and be Mm -hmm. married but i can understand from your perspective seeing like your parents and seeing their dynamic and all oh, they're like best friends and they get to do this and that i can totally see how you can see that and mm-hmm. be like i want that for me mm-hmm. and it's all i've ever known and i don't care to just you know fuck around and uh hook up like i want to meet somebody who's like not just my partner but my best friend because mm-hmm. i want to mirror like what i've seen and mm-hmm. you know live that kind of life so it's it's obviously this is not breaking news to anybody yeah. but the environment you grow up in mm-hmm. definitely has such an important, uh, plays such an important factor yeah. on how you see relationships with, uh, not just with um, with like a, a significant other, but with friends and stuff. If you have good relationships with cousins or, you know, siblings, all that, then you can sometimes tend to value, uh, you know, your just plutonic friendships and all that. It, all that Definitely mm-hmm. adds up to that. Mm-hmm. So I totally get it. And I know you think like, oh, this is crazy. It's not crazy. This is what it's supposed to be like. Yeah, right? I guess. It's, what it's supposed to be I like. It just is kind of uh that's the process. You find somebody, you fall in love with them, and then from there eventually you get married. Mm-hmm. But obviously it's not the way it goes, and you know, there's a lot of loops and turns and whatever. Mm-hmm. But kind of this is the way it went for you. Mm-hmm. So, real quick, how did you you started dating when you were 16, right?
2: I was 16 and Carla was 17. She's 17. three months oh, older than me. Oh, cougar. So in that gap, yeah. So Carla's a cougar. Yes. Wow. So how did you ask her out? How did I ask her out? So <laughs> so this will show how young we were. I didn't drive at the time. Right. She lives like two minutes from me, just by chance. Uh-huh. And so <laughs> okay. So we we were friends already going into the summer. Between sophomore and junior year, and I had asked her if she had ever seen Star Wars. You know, I'm a huge, huge Star Wars fan, massive. like my favorite series of all time. And she had never seen Star Wars before. And you could take this as you as you think or whatever. Like some people think, like, oh, I tried getting her like this. This was my way in, whatever. But I genuinely was like, "Oh, my friend has not seen Star Wars. Like, I need to show her Star Wars." You're such a nerd. Dude. You're yeah. Such a nerd. <laughs> so like, it, it it didn't at all ever occur to me that like she could be my girlfriend. Like, it really was just this thing of like, "Oh, my friend who lives right here has never seen Star Wars. I, need I to love better Star her Wars. Life." Yeah. yeah, I need to show her Star Wars. Like, I have seen every movie a million times. I don't mind at all seeing them again, especially when I'm showing someone for the first time. So I invited her to come to my house and watch like episode one. And we watched it and whatever she was like she likes marvel movies so it's not like a completely out of her realm of like things that she had seen and like enjoyed also yeah. um so she was like yeah it was fun whatever like let's watch the next one so again like a few days later weeks later i don't remember exactly the timeline i invited her over we watched episode two eventually she came over and we didn't watch star wars and instead we like played on my wii or played like board games with like my sister yeah. who was Wii like Nintendo, hanging out with Wii us. We Nintendo, yes. Very important <laughs> to make sure we put that in there. The Nintendo Wii. Nintendo Wii, yeah. Um, or we played we were, or we played board games with like my sister would hang out with us and like or my family friends would come over and like she would be there and then like my family friends would come over without her there and be like oh tell Carla to come over and like so eventually it became this thing of like she didn't only come over to watch Star Wars she also came over. When my family friends were there, or when we were doing stuff on the weekend, like we—that would be
0: crazy boat. if she came over for two years straight. Just no, on Star Wars.
2: <laughs> The only thing we do yeah. is watch Star Wars. And <laughs> there wasn't enough content back then.
0: <laughs> yeah, true. Now you could do it. Wow. Yeah,
2: but, but back then it was just the six episode. It wasn't even. Yeah. It was before the sequel trilogy. Yeah. So then, whatever, we started getting like really close, and then for a while, when school started, junior year started, and we were like super close. Like we always hung out, and. I think we both, like, just as typical, like, high school whatever, didn't want to admit that we liked each other because we didn't want to ruin any friendship or whatever. So, we, like, constantly had talks of, like, oh, we're just friends, right? Yeah, we're just friends. Okay, like, we're good. We're just friends. Um, But it was, like, I mean, looking back now, I, like, for sure had a huge crush on her, like, way before I admitted it to myself. Um, But eventually, I did... Like, realize, like, okay, like, this girl has turned into, like, my best friend, and, like, I want to date her, and I want to be more than just, like, best friends. Like, I I remember there was a time that, like, when we would talk about, like, oh, yeah, we're just friends, like, don't worry, like, we're, like, looking back now, I can't believe that I thought that I would be able to, like, have a girlfriend and then just, like, also have Carla as, like, my best friend in the world. Like, <laughs> like it just would not have at all worked out, or or vice versa, that I would have right. been, like, completely fine with, like, her finding a boyfriend. I'm like, yeah, I'm just her best friend. Like, there's no way. Like, we definitely liked each other way more than, like, we realized or, like, admitted yeah. to ourselves. Um, but, I mean, we were just kids. So yeah. eventually, at, at same Miranda in the high school that we both went to, there's, like, a Christmas formal event, dance, whatever, school event. Um so I asked her to go with me in in I used like I wore like a Star Wars uh Yoda beanie you're with so, like the ears and I wrote so, on like a little sign like
3: so lame. yo
2: yo do you want to go to home formal with me <laughs> no. something like that? And it was while we were watching like episode five or something, like oh one of the later God, ones. no. <laughs> um so yeah, so so she said yes, and then at formal, the, the day of formal was the same day that Star Wars The Force Awakens came out. So it was the first new movie of Star Wars in like 10 years, like a bunch of hype. Like we wanted to see it. I wanted to see it super bad. Like, um, so instead of going to like an after party where like our friends were going to an after party, like pool thing or whatever, we're like, let's go watch Star Wars at midnight, like after the formal. And then, and like, we could watch it together, like the new one. And And she said, yes. And she was like, yeah, that's cool, whatever. So whatever. We went to the dance. The dance was fun, whatever. Ate, danced with our friends and stuff like that. After, my parents picked us up and dropped us off at the Kendall Regal Theater. That's why I watched it too. Yeah. We
0: might have been in the same theater. I watched it Midnight when it came out. We might, literally might have been in the same theater. That
2: would be crazy. But yeah. but yeah, so we sat down and like at some point during the trailers or something, we were just like looking at each other all romantically and like lean in for the kiss. score the Star
4: Wars kiss. <laughs>
2: the I, It was before, it was during the trailer of X-Men Days of Future oh, Past. I don't think you remember the trailer. That's, I do. that's true though. I do because I actually I also loved that movie. So I thought it was like funny that, wow. that it was during. But yeah, and then super corny after the first kiss. I was like, how long have we been waiting to do that? <laughs> Did you do the classic,
0: like, yawn stretch, like, <laughs> arm over the shoulder? No, I don't too? think I was
2: – I think it was more – I think it was more smooth. I like to give myself enough That's credit good. that I don't think – I don't think yeah, the yeah. process – Surely the guy with the Yoda sign, <laughs>
0: was <laughs> super smooth. And I'm there dressed
2: as, like, Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> She's, like, in the formal outfit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I don't remember exactly how it went down, obviously. But after that, we were, like, quote-unquote talking for a little bit, whatever the talking stage – Um, and then I didn't want to ask her out in February. So, like, that was the end of December. January went by and we were still talking, whatever. I was already kind of like ready to ask her out. Like, again, it's just like high school stupidness. But, but to even show like further of that, I didn't want to ask her out in February because I thought February was like too sappy with like, (laughs) because I think of February, I think of Valentine's Day, and it's like, to like lovey-dovey sappiness like whatever if i were to ask her out in february February season so i asked her out on february 28th i waited till midnight and like at march 1st at midnight my sister drove me to her house to carla's house because i didn't i couldn't drive yet so my sister stephanie drove me to carla's house knocked on her door at 12 o'clock and then I was standing there with a sign also. I don't remember what it said. This this one wasn't Star Wars related. <laughs> I was not dressed as Yoda this time. Sorry, but bro. I was standing there with like a sign. And And so like now I joke about it because I asked her out like at 12 o'clock midnight on March 1st. 2016, I could like I know like down to the minute of like how long we've been dating. So I'm always like just annoy her, been like, yeah, we've been dating for seven years, six months, thirty five (laughs) days, or whatever, thirty days, two hours and seventeen minutes, something like that. But I could do that because I asked her out at midnight on that day. So yeah, long story short, it was a friendship that turned into a best friendship that turned into a relationship along with the best friendship and obviously over in the Star years Wars. since then. Yeah, over, over Star started, starting with the thing I love most after her, Star Wars. <laughs> That's
0: amazing because I know you said it wasn't like a move, right? Yeah. Like, like invite her over and sure, it might have been innocent at first. But I had a similar thing with uh, my with my ex, who's actually now, like, my best friend. Mm-hmm. So anybody who knows, it's not weird. Uh-huh. Whatever. <laughs> I'm not going to dive into that. But anyway. <laughs> Tell me we, more about When it. we first started, <laughs> when we were in the talking phase and we uh-huh. had, like, been on one date, which is more like a hangout, just, like, talk. Mm-hmm. The first time that she came over was because she had never seen Back to the Future. And yeah. Back to the Future is my favorite uh, trilogy of all time yeah. series. And she had never seen it. So she like came over and that was like the excuse for yeah. her to come over. And we watched Back to the Future 1 and 2. So like when you said that, I mm-hmm. kind of got flashbacks of my own thing.
2: I haven't seen Back to the Future. So maybe you could go round two with me. Yeah. Or yeah, come yeah. over to watch it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Uh, that's crazy, man. What a what a story. I had never I, We had never talked about yeah, that. Yeah, we hadn't really talked we about it. We hadn't that.
2: talked about that one. I, mean, I mean, also, so moving on from that, we went to Simranet Together. Then we both went to date Honors, the Kendall campus, like, together. Then we both went to UF, UF. together. And then just for the last year, while I did my master's. I stayed up there next year, and she came down to FIU to do her master's. So we were long-distance, quote-unquote, because quote I yeah. came down all the time. yeah. But for, like, two semesters, goes. yeah. Um, But, yeah, obviously, throughout the years – we've grown i mean i, I would hope so, <laughs> yeah, I would hope so too. it's like no dude yeah it's just <laughs> comes
0: over to watch star wars it's, it's like and the one that she goes. It's about, the one thing we bond over my
2: sister's still dropping off her house
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah the second that they stop putting content out like i don't know what's, i don't know what's next for us we just have to find
2: star trek next i guess so. we'll have to start talking about something else in life about anything
0: else that's crazy man what a story i i, I I love that story and especially that you know like down to the minute down to like yeah just, like, you know, that, it's a it's a nice little detail because I'm sure that some people will hear this and be like oh my god that's goals, that's oh, goals. oh wow I wish I can't my man love me like that but vice versa. I mean I'm, I'm sure that guys even guys who like are hard on the exterior whenever they like hear details like that like that their girl you know knows about them yeah. or whatever deep down bro, they feel like oh shit. yeah no there. I'm definitely
2: there. I'm definitely uh a romantic. Yeah, yeah. I love that that stuff. For so. sure. When's your birthday? April 18th. I'm an Aries. I don't know anything about Aries. I don't know either. I thought that's whatever. why you were asking what my no. birthday was. But somebody here does. Oh, okay, yeah. Somebody's
0: like, that's so Aries of him. I'm
2: an Aries, guys. <laughs>
0: Someone's like, of course, that's so Aries
2: of him. Yeah. No. Just kidding. I'm a Capricorn.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: kidding. I'm going to be like, yeah. ah, so Capricorn do you don't <laughs> lie about being Aries. <laughs> Super meta. It's going to yeah. keep going over and over. <laughs> Forever. You just yeah. keep going with that. April IT, nineteen ninety nine, just to make anyone feel <laughs> old. Nineteen
0: ninety nine. I saw I don't remember the first time I saw somebody in the office walk around with a nine, like a nineteen ninety nine chain. I wanted to throw up. I wanna throw up. At least nineteen ninety nine is still in the nineties, yeah. so I give you that. You but go. like nineties kid. When I see t- <laughs> fuck off. When I see two thousands, I'm like, you're not a real person. You're not a real person. There's no way.
2: I'm starting to feel about that with kids born in like 2010, 2008. I'm like, why are you going to college? Why are you a
0: thing? (laughs) Why are you a thing? It doesn't make any sense.
2: Uh, I remember we were having a conversation,
0: just completely off topic, but we were talking. I was, it was when you were an intern and it was you and a couple of the other interns. um, And we were just having lunch. I wanted, I always like to to test uh, pop culture knowledge Mm -hmm. just to age myself a little Mm -hmm. bit. And I, you know, I asked, you you know, Ja Rule, like, of course, Ja Rule, Missy Elliott for sure. I think the one that I um, asked you what a floppy disk was, that's always my favorite, because if you don't know what a floppy disk is, it just sounds like just yeah. terribly dirty. Yeah, <laughs> It just sounds
4: awful. <laughs>
0: uh, But I asked you what TRL was and you had no fucking
2: idea. Absolutely. No and idea. I was
0: that hurt. I hurt because to, to an entire generation, TRL, Total Request Live with Carson Daly on MTV, is just like our church. No idea. That's all. crazy to me. That's crazy. But whatever, I, I'm sure anybody else who is in my age group that heard that is mm-hmm. also as hurt as I am right now.
2: Yeah. Sorry to disappoint. Go back
0: and watch some highlights, man. I tell you, it was crazy. People would like, it was weird. It's like in Times Square, and they had like this studio in this building that oversaw like, you know, the middle of Times Square, like one of the busiest streets. And that was back when, uh, like the Backstreet Boys, In Sync, like the whole pop era, and then of course like Diddy and um, Missy, and you know all those rappers of that time, and they were popular. And so what would happen was that they would show up to uh, the studio, and it would be advertised. And so kids and teenagers and whatever twenty somethings would hear like, oh, such and such limp biscuits gonna be at trl or Mm -hmm. whatever and they would flood the streets and so they would do this camera angle where like the celeb or the artist would like go towards like the window and just wave at this just sea of people who are just there to get a glimpse of this person and they would do live performances and that was back when music videos mattered so like being number one on on like trl's like top like video list was like a big deal so that was like pop culture mecca.
2: When like, when was this? Like, this was like early 2000s, I guess. Like
0: early, like late 90s and then like early 2000s. Yeah. I can't remember exactly when like it, they stopped showing it or when it just went to shit. But for a long time, like we would get home from school. I would watch two things. I'd watch TRL and I'd watch Toonami where they'd have like Dragon Ball Z, Samurai Jack and like all these other shows on mm-hmm. Cartoon Network. So that was like my kind of childhood growing up.
2: I remember like MTV. All I really remember watching as like a kid ever was don't like, say, like MTV Cribs. Okay, no, okay. no. Well, yeah, Team Mom and Team Mom Two, but that was like MTV Cribs, like St. Mara and Pimp My Ride. and shit. Yeah, I don't remember Pimp... My... Like I know what Pimp My Ride is, I but I don't remember it.
0: watching it. Really. <laughs> you know, I... I heard you like fish, we put a fish tank in your <laughs> trunk. Like, thanks, bro. This is the most inconvenient shit I've ever had in my
2: life. We put a jacuzzi in your fucking back. What? You did what the what Your car weighs 10,000 tons.
0: <laughs> yeah. We heard you like dogs, so we got you three dogs to take care of. Congrats. That's the most ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Room Raiders is another one, too. You ever see Room Raiders? You told me about it. But I, don't, God, I don't remember. That 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 was the most, insane. Sounds insane when Room, you explain it. Though. It's the most insane show. Remainers essentially was you sign up for the show and then I mean I'm sure they had to like plan it. Because there's no way that the way that we saw is how it actually went down. But basically, you're watching the show and you could be just playing video games with your friends at home. All of a sudden, people come into your house and they kidnap you and they throw you (laughs) in the back of a van. They put a they put like a bag over your head and you're just in the back of the van and you're just like no one's ever scared, also. That's how you know it's just like it's planned. <laughs> yeah, there's right? no way. You no know one everyone's like, ha laughing, like, ah, whatever. And so what happens is that there's one eligible like bachelor or bachelorette, simply a girl, and now there's three guys in the back of a van. So they kidnap three different people. And so the girl gets to go into the guy's rooms. And inspect their room, and at the end of the episode, she picks one to like date based on, based on room. the room. Right? That's crazy. And the craziest thing about it, bro, she, they give her a whole kit. They give her gloves. They give her like little feather duster. They give her a black light. Of course, a black light. <laughs> it's the most disturbing thing. A black light. Could you imagine, bro? Awful. And then at the end of the episode, she just like picks one based on that, and then whatever they fall in love and get married
2: just i don't like remember it. what it was but wasn't there a show that like the parents like picked yes what was that i called? parental advisory or something like yeah. that. I, yeah yeah i remember that show those also. concepts
0: were crazy next did you ever see next that's the one where they're on the bus and there's like that. five or six people five or six dudes on the bus uh and then they walk off the bus and then like three random facts will like appear and it was always just like oh this is jerry uh, Jerry goes to school at like Western Michigan. Jerry loves to play football with friends uh on the like you know on the weekends. And the third quote was always some out of pocket shit, like
2: Jerry was trying <laughs> to second degree murder. Yeah.
0: yeah, eats peanut butter with his toes, like some <laughs> random shit like that. And the best part about it was that sometimes like they get off the bus and like the batch, like you know, the, the dateable candidate, whatever, would Give them a chance, uh-huh. but the best is when the like the, they, they just they don't even take a step off the bus, and then like the cat is just like next. <laughs> that, that shit must be so feels like, like real life <laughs> yes, essentially real like tenure. But man, those shows were so out of pocket. I, I, I can't. What an era. Yeah. What an era that was. Um. Anyway, completely off topic, but mm-hmm. it's fine. Uh. So, that's how you asked her out star wars obviously plays a big big uh big factor in, in the whole process mm-hmm. um so fast forward all these years and it's kind of these general questions number one mm-hmm. when did you know it was the right time or when did you feel like okay this is when i want to propose how did you feel when the days going nuts The proposal how did the mm-hmm. proposal go yeah and however you want to okay. kind of go off that
2: Yeah, I guess, as I mentioned before, like, when we first started dating, it was always in my mind of, like, this is potentially my wife, like, again, whatever, I don't need to perfect it again, but, like, I wasn't ready to propose back then by any means, but I I always thought, like, oh, give it the time, like, we obviously need to graduate high school, go through college, get our degrees, like, get ourselves, like, steady before we do anything, which I guess that already is venturing off from what my parents did, because my parents, after high school... They had like, they had like two years in community college and then got married and then went to UF together, married already. Um, But whatever, I knew like, especially in today's day and age, like wanted to get on our feet before like I would propose. So to me, it was always like a time game. Like Mm -hmm. I was always just like waiting for that day. But but I think that, that I would say the time, obviously everyone, we always had like hiccups in our relationship, like times where things got rough. And I think the time that I realized like, oh, for sure, like I can't live without Carlin, like I'm going to marry her mm-hmm. was like, uh, I remember it was one of the summers that we were at Dade. So like maybe 2019. So like four years ago, there was a summer where I don't remember what it was. We were kind of like in a funk. And then I ended up going to, um, I went on like a 10 day vacation and we were like uh, with, with my cousins and we were going to be like arving and doing stuff in the mountains and stuff like that and, and emmy and carla decided like oh let's let's try to like not take a break by any means but let's try to like i go on this vacation and we don't talk to each other and just like see how things are and like figure it out and and then like saying goodbye to her before i went to that trip was whatever like super hard like i i knew we'd see each other in like 10 days or whatever but it was just like we were in a weird place and and then on that trip like I think that trip is like when I realized like I really do like love this woman like I will love her for the rest of my life. And like it was because like um it like I mentioned earlier we live like 2 minutes away from each other so we see each other we have seen each other like every fucking day since the day we mm-hmm. became friends. Um and and again, and we also went to all these same schools together. Like we've always been together, like very mm-hmm. attached by the hip. Like wherever you see Carla, I'll be there too. Mm-hmm. And vice versa. And just those like days, we ended up only going like four or five days before we decided to like text and call each other like that night. And we spoke for like five hours yeah. about what had happened in the past four days. Like we couldn't have had that much to talk about, but we did. Um, but those like four or five days were like like I don't want to put it in like the most sappy way possible, but like they were like terrible days for me yeah. and and for her too. Like she's said it where she's told me after, but like those days were like like it was terrible. I was I was like journaling everything those four or five days like throughout my phone because typically I would have like updated her on what we're doing throughout the day and like the different things we were getting into and stuff. And I was like journaling it like on my phone and like writing it like. 9 30 a.m just woke up we we're gonna go eat breakfast whatever just like so i'd have a journal of it so i could I was, tell her about it later was, it's
0: interesting because i was gonna ask hearing yeah. this part of it like the rough patches i was gonna ask how someone with your yeah. pure optimism yeah. handles rough patches like that yeah and then the journaling is a pretty cool way to do that yeah
2: i i the thing is like again it's part of my optimism like i felt like i knew it was going to be fine it was just like we're in a rough patch and we got to work through it and like my parents who are in love and have this beautiful family and our best friends, they've had a million rough patches and like every relationship does. It's not that I think that every relationship is be- like rainbows and butterflies, and me and Carla will never have a hard time. And it's compromise and moves you along. Yeah, exactly. Like the great Adam Levine once said that. So. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so so it's like I I understand that. It's not that I'm thinking like, oh yeah, me and Carla are perfect for each other, and we met in high school and we we're beautiful and we love Star Wars and now we're getting married. and We're gonna have a <laughs> beautiful family. Like I understand like that what goes into relationship, and obviously we've been together for seven and a half years. Yeah, there's been like those rough times, but I think. My optimism still has shined through through that because I've always been like, this is just a rough patch. A rough patch. It's never been to me where, even when we were at, that was probably like I would say our lowest low. Even when we were there, I wasn't like, this is over. Like this is and whatever. And 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 maybe for Carla, she has reached those moments where she thought like, oh, I guess like this is the end. Like this sucks, whatever. But I've always like, I've always seen it as like, no, like my parents did this. My family, friends, I'll do this. Like, we're going to do it too. We're going to get through this and it'll be fine. And so the journaling was, I think I was doing it because I was like, when I get back and and we get through this, like, I want to be able to tell her what I did throughout Mm -hmm. the day. But, but I still have those notes on my phone and I go back to it and I was like, dude, like, this was a four day period that felt like, like months long of like me being in this like hole of like, not having my best friend there with me or like not being able to talk to her. Feel that. And, and so I think, I think like, I feel like either during that conversation where we finally like called each other one night, like after everyone had gotten to sleep, we're staying in an RV. So I was there like at an RV park, just like walking in circles for like two hours, maybe talking to her about like the last few days or whatever. I think like after that conversation, it really like settled with me that like, yeah, like there's nothing that is going to like stop this relationship. So that's probably, like, the time where I, I officially feel like I decided that I, like, knew that we were going to get proposed or that we were going to get engaged and get married. Um, but, again, like, it was a timing thing. That was still before we had gone to UF. Neither of us, like, had finished schooling. So I knew, like, it wasn't like I was ready to get engaged then. But I knew at that point, like, okay, I will. Yeah, I will get married to her. Um, so, yeah, it's always it's always been in my head, like, thinking of the dates, going through the calendar and going through, like, how much money I have and, like, how much money I will have at this point, adding up, like, paychecks and budgeting things to, like, make sure it all, like, lines up. That's been something I've been doing for years now. Um, So, the way that the ball actually started getting rolling of, like, the actual proposal itself was my grandmother told me, like, probably... Two years ago, now at this point, she like cornered me at like a family event, and she was like, "She's like, oh, not to like pressure you or anything, but like if you were planning on getting married to Carla at anytime soon or whatever, we have like a family ring that was like your grandfather's grandmother's ring. If you wanna wow. see it, if you wanna use it or whatever." And I was like, "Yeah, I mean, I'll definitely like that'll definitely help help out within my budgeting ideas So <laughs> that <Yeah. laughs> like, was fun. Yeah, you yeah. were making everything. If we have a family ring and like. It is a ring that I want to give Carla. It's not like this, like yeah, I don't know, mm-hmm. some some gem that's like some <laughs> Cuban gem, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> that is some whatever, something from Claire's. Um, but I was like, yeah, like definitely, I- I'll let you know. So it came, it came like to December of this past year, and I was like, I had already, I had gotten in my job like that summer, or whatever, and I knew like if I got engaged like early next year, we still wouldn't get married for another year. Like that would give me a lot of time to work uh, like work and get my money up and also like carla would be she just graduated now like this summer and just started working like a month ago Mm -hmm. but i knew that like the timeline of how long it would take after we get proposed to get married and stuff like it would be enough that it'd be fine and work out so in december i reached out to my grandma was like oh hey the ring it's time. Um, it's, time. it's time. So she had it like in a bank vault or whatever. So she's of like, Yeah, she's it's like, Oh, I
0: gotta bad. go get it for you or whatever. You guys are getting, you guys are messaging bolts. Yeah,
4: exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, there's
2: vaults. The we don't have enough bolts. <laughs> yeah. like, I need to push it in my bolts. Though. Yeah, I need to put my like good old Lego sets in there or something. <laughs> <laughs> The Millennium Falcon I, I could tell my grandchildren hey just so you know like I have a Lego Millennium Falcon involved <laughs> if you need it or just
0: don't even tell them what's in there be like hey in, yeah. in the case of my untimely demise like here's a combination to the co- like to the safe like there's precious gems in there I promise whatever if you go look it's just like Lego pieces Lego Lego uh, Han Solo there I think it's like
2: fortune money like, yeah. it's just
0: pieces Lego pieces
2: So so yeah so I told my grandmother she got the ring for me and the ring was nice, but it wasn't really necessary. like, I knew the style of ring that Carla wanted, like, we had yeah. we had talked about it before or whatever, um, and it wasn't necessarily the style, and I was like, I don't know, but then I was talking about it with my parents, and, like, they were like, well, maybe you could use just, like, the diamond itself, you could take it off of the ring and put it onto, like, the style of whatever car- ring, like, Carla would want. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's a good idea, let's look into like, if that's actually possible. Yeah so whatever the whole process of went to a bunch of different jewelers like asked them if this would be a possibility some told us no that it would ruin the diamond and we have to like shave off a bunch of it to get it out eventually this one guy was like yeah i can do that like right now if you want me to <laughs> we're like okay um and whatever he told us like if we take the diamond out like we we wouldn't be able to put it back in without changing the ring or whatever so talked to my grandma she was like totally fine with it um eventually the guy had like our stone, the one that he took out of the of the ring, and he had a stone identical to it in like size and, and weight and everything. Um, the cut as well, Carla wanted a circle cut, and like by chance the one that the family ring that we had was a circle cut, so that worked out. But he also had like a new diamond circle cut, and he told us like there are a ton of imperfections in this like family ring because it's probably so old that yeah. like it was before they had machines and they hand cut it themselves. And this new diamond is like um made with a machine like cut perfectly round and circle you can i mean do with that information what you want obviously if i'm just trying to be a salesman like i'm gonna try to i want you to buy the new diamond rather than you just need to place this on a new ring but if i'm being completely honest not only does like the family ring have like sentimental value of like it's been through my family or whatever it's also like Incredibly, like rare for there to be like an original diamond like that because most of the time these would be broken down into like smaller whatever. So for it to be like hand cut is like actually possibly more valuable than like a brand new whatever. And that kind of like sold me because like one thing that like I did I didn't know Carlo was gonna value the sentimental like part of it being part of my family, but I didn't want it at all to seem like I went with this because it was a cheaper option. Like I. I was like, oh, lucky to have this ring and like just went (laughs) with this and was like, didn't want to like cash out, like any, put out any money or whatever for like something nice. So like, that was my hesitation on like going with it. But eventually like the guy kind of convinced me on it and like my parents talked with me too and like, like talked about like how special this ring was or this diamond was or whatever. So we ended up going with it. We placed it on like the type of ring Carla wanted and it was like the perfect ring. Um... And it, actually, it turns out that we found out afterward that not only was it like my grandfather's grandmother's ring, which would have taken us to like early 1900s uh-huh. when it was made, we found out that it was already like a family heirloom at that point, and it goes dates back to like 1600s. Wow, that ring has been in my wow, family. Dude, that's
0: actually that's so insane. like sick.
2: So like it was like it was something like in the same way that that Carla has it now, and it's her whatever husband's grandfather's grandmother's it was that person's grandfather's grandmother's ring or something like that. And before that, a few times, like it was just like a bunch of generations back, which makes it like even cooler. Cause Super sick. if it was like a hundred years old, that would be dope. But the fact that it's like 400, 400. 500 years old, like been in my family, so and old. hopefully it, it hasn't been that ring and I just ruined
3: that.
2: <laughs> Hopefully it is the diamond has been moved around or something, I don't know. But yeah. I mean, we still have the ring itself, but yeah. with no diamond. Um, but yeah, so we went through that whole process, finally decided I was gonna use that ring. And then the proposal itself, um, she knew that it that a proposal was gonna be coming up within the like months or year that it happened or whatever. So it wasn't like completely out of nowhere. She had no idea, like we had talked about it a million times.
0: Okay, so as you set the setting for like yeah. for the proposal uh-huh. and you share the details of that. Uh-huh. You're a big music guy. Yes. So I don't know. Maybe it's just how I think. Okay. If I'm about to have a big moment, a lot of times I like to give myself a soundtrack to it. Whether it's yeah. a pump up song on the way there, or just mm-hmm. something that's like getting me, you know, out of my nerves, getting me in a comfort zone. Like my go to like pump up song. Yeah. Just something that I'll remember, like help me through pregame that day, a little pregame song. Yeah. Walk me through whatever is on the drive there, maybe or something. Just yeah. thinking back, like what's what's that song that. Like put you in that the right element and just alleviated maybe mm-hmm. some of those nerves or got you ready to go.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna say "Black Skinhead" by Kanye West. No, so yeah, it's a tough question, but I actually like there was a song. I have to look it up. I think I, knew, I knew. is i it's knew that had to showing. be something
0: i knew it I but knew there that. was
2: a song that like when i proposed to carla like the week or two before this she had gotten into this like song like and mm-hmm. started playing it a lot and it's like an old it's a really old song like it's not like something new uh-huh. um but i have to find it because when i proposed to her before i got on one knee i like said a little something to her and I, like, quoted this song or whatever. This, quoted is, this song? This is, this is right here, right now, the first time I've ever told anyone that. Let's go. Besides Carla. Like, this obviously, she knows.
0: This thing, I, I just know. I knew you had something. I'm, I'm too much of a romantic
2: know. to just not do anything like, like, the, that. I'm but, like that. I like that. Too. Oh, well, actually, this is – okay, so now I, I just saw the song. Okay. And it actually goes really well with this podcast and the whole theme of it. But it is um, the song You Can't Hurry Love by phil collins i i'll tell you i can't remember i haven't written down but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna divulge into that on this podcast but i haven't written down the part that i quoted but i really don't remember to be honest off the top of my head um but that song was kind of like a theme song for that era like those few weeks leading up to it and the proposal itself and like obviously i used it like in the proposals phenomenal but but yeah you can't hurry love that's like that's a pretty great song having to do with what we're talking about now that's great that's great but i i thought it just went so well because we're so young and because like we've been dating for so long like i don't know it just felt like it it never felt hurry like even though like i've said a million times all these people around me it was never i don't want to make it seem like ever it was like like a job that I had to fulfill to be mm-hmm. like these people, or like it was just to do. it was just a a schedule I was following for my life. Yeah. Like I I love Carla, and like I want to get married, and like goals. And <laughs> <You got> somebody, <laughs> and, it, and it's There's like, somebody crying right now. <laughs> somebody in their car right now on their way to work.
0: <laughs> what the fuck? I'm texting their their boyfriend like, why
3: the fuck
0: <laughs> do you tell me you love me like that?
2: Um, but yeah, like I felt I felt although. It may seem like this whole thing was mapped out for me since the beginning like i felt like it was never at any point hurried like it is this was our time and like no matter how young we are or how long we've been together like this was our time so that's so that's amazing. a great question yeah. and l- exclusive content that's my first time i've ever mentioned it to anyone that i quoted a song during it's that but cerebral
0: i got the questions got exactly the questions. nothing written down on top of the dump
4: I'm
0: setting for the the proposal so yeah
2: um i'll try to make this quick because i feel like i ramble so much i I mean
0: i got like two more things and then we can wrap
2: up okay so um the proposal itself again she kind of knew it was coming within the, the few months or whatever but she she had told me she wanted like the proposal day like she wanted to at least have some sort of documentation of it so it's like she wanted a picture it didn't have to be a photo shoot there or like professional anything. She just at least wanted like some sort of video or picture of somebody like capturing the moment. Um, and then she also mentioned that she'd like for our families to like be there, not mm. in front of us while we're doing it, yes. but like there so we could celebrate after like right after with them. So her sister um, Sophie doesn't live in Miami anymore. She lives in Charlotte with her boyfriend. And so I, I wanted them to be there during their proposal, but we had to figure something out because obviously... If her sister was in town, like, for some for no reason, like, she might have gotten, like, a little bit suspicious about, like, what's going on here. Especially Carla's, like, very, like, detail-oriented. It's very hard to surprise her. She's, like, always on top of everything like that. Um. So I knew, like, I'd have to think of something really good to, like, actually get her. So what we ended up doing, her sister has, like, a million friends that are getting married right now. So she often comes down for weddings. So that the weekend that I proposed it was Super Bowl Sunday weekend, and that Saturday, her sister came down for for a wedding and then um I proposed on Super Bowl Sunday, like probably around kickoff of the Super Bowl actually crazy move which which is a crazy move Insane. and and this was tactical as well because Carla knows that I love football and and like I knew that she wouldn't think that I would plan something else on Super Bowl Sunday.
0: If nothing else in this podcast has made anyone, especially the women listening, understand that you love your girl, <laughs> it's this right here yeah. that you said to surprise her. The only way I could possibly do it is to just forget about the yeah. Super Bowl and just propose her. That that is
2: crazy yeah. So I Who mean, to you? be fair, if the Dolphins are in the Super Bowl, may have rescheduled. <laughs> <laughs> it's but Eagles Chiefs, I could I could go without it. Um, no, but so that weekend, her sister was coming down already. So I was like, all right, we gotta devise a plan here, figure something out. So my family friend group, one of them has a house in the Keys. So I I told them all already that I was gonna propose, and um, I I asked him if he could text in our like group chat to say, oh let's let's get together to watch the Super Bowl. We could do it at my Keys house because we just got this new setup of like a t- new TV and speakers or some shit like that. So I was like, okay, that'll get her a reason to go like down to the keys because I wanted to do it. I, I forgot to mention this. I wanted to do it somewhere on the water with like mm-hmm. a sunset. Um, that Chorus. was like, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where else would I do it? <laughs> yes. Tatooine. Um, Oh my God. As the twin sunsets the sunsets coming down like Luke. <laughs> oh, beautiful. With a, with a music blasting <laughs> on the speaker. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, so I, I that was kind of like I wanted to do it by the water at sunset. So the Keys is what I thought would be like the best spot. That was a reason to get her to the Keys. On top of that, I didn't want her to show up in like sweatpants and a T-shirt to a Super Bowl party and then it actually be like a proposal where like yeah. <laughs> whatever. So on top of that, my sisters decided or came up with the idea of like let's – Pretend that we're going to like meet up for like a girl's day, like a girl's night dinner first. And then we'll meet you guys at the Super Bowl party. Ah, So because of that, she dressed up a little bit more than like whatever, just casual sweats or whatever. And there was a reason for her to be going all the way down to the Keys. So that was like a double whammy of like why she thought she was going down to the Keys. She thought she was going to a girl's night dinner and then was going to meet the guys and everyone else at the Super Bowl party at the Keys house. So that day I went down with my parents to the place Uh, we had already gone before there to like scope out the area, figure out like where things were going to be and everything. But, um, so went down with her parents, I mean, with my parents and then her parents and sister and boyfriend met her, met us there. We set up like a little, some flowers or whatever, like where we wanted it to happen. And then my sisters were going to pick her up and come down to the keys to the quote unquote girls night dinner. And i forgot to mention this detail but i think it's really funny her her sister typically when she comes for the weekend leaves sunday morning to go back to be to be home for for mm-hmm. work on monday um so that morning they pretended like they were going to the airport and like and That's and okay. they had to pack and like i went i went over to carla's house to the quote unquote crazy yeah to quote unquote say goodbye to them or whatever Bye. so so while we were there like carla's dad w- was gonna be again quote unquote taking them to the airport and they were like taking forever to like get ready, so so he was like getting mad at them, like to be part to be part of this whole production. He was like totally fully in on it. It's he was so like amazing. he was like screaming at them, like guys, we're gonna be late to the airport. Perfect acting, yeah. amazing. And and me and like and Sophie's boyfriend, like we were like cracking. up. We were like looking at each other, like dude, he's like going way too hard on this <laughs> right now. And and even Carla was like was like, why are you getting so upset? Like if they miss their flight, like that's their problem. Like whatever. So they ended up, like, just chilling at, like, a friend's house or whatever um, to, like, be part yeah. of the production design of <laughs> of amazing. having this whole thing come to light. Um, but, yeah, so fast forward, we're all at the restaurant. We got, like, a couple drinks, like, while we were waiting. And then eventually, like, my sister texted, oh, we're five minutes away. So I went to my spot. I was, like, standing there. Like, that. that's really the only time that I really got, like, kind of nervous because it was, like, okay, this is, like, about to happen. Like, I feel like leading up to it, it was all just, like, I wasn't really nervous. Like, I was, like, super excited for it to finally happen and, like, to finally, like, be engaged and everything. She says no, just jumps in the water. Yeah. away. <laughs> it's like, no, thanks. Yeah, so, but when I was standing there, I was like, oh, shit, like, this is, like, actually about to happen yeah, whatever. So, so, whatever, my sisters come in um, with Carla. Like, I see them. I'm, like, pretty far away, honestly, like, like 50 yards from them. Like, there, it was, like, it was kind of, like, on a beach thing where the mm-hmm. dock kind of – and it was like pretty far from like the entrance of the of the restaurant area, like the outside entrance. So they walk in, they're, they're kinda of, like looking around, like waiting for them to like look this way or like show Carla this way or whatever. Eventually like Carla sees me and like we have a video of it now, like from my sister's perspective and carla's like is that lucas <laughs> and my sister's like yeah it's just take it in a day <laughs> and she's like she's like should i go over there she's like maybe <laughs> so carla starts walking towards me i always say this because i think it's really funny but she, while she was walking towards me it was a pretty long walk so at some point i like kind of look off to the side and i'm like this is kind of an important moment i should probably like focus on her walking down so i like whatever look back at her watch her come down she comes she at this comes point she has to kind of know. Yeah, of course she knows what's going on, but she comes up to me and of course like like, and like you say well, – well she comes up to me she's like she's like what's happening? You know I'm like, you like, say search your feelings, you was, know it to be true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then, Vader. You Vader. it yeah. in <laughs> So then cue the Star Wars music blasts. <laughs> No, um, so then I gave my little speech, uh, quoted some part of "You Can't Hurry Love" by Phil Collins. Uh-huh. Got on one knee, proposed. She said yes. We kissed. Our parents popped the champagne bottles they had brought. They came over. We took pictures. We FaceTimed all our friends. Super Bowl, Oh yeah, the Super Bowl was on in the, in the background while we were eating at the restaurant. But literally, I have no idea what yeah, happened. Yeah, like, yeah. I couldn't tell you. I had to Google who won the next day. Like, crazy. Look <laughs> at that. But um, not really. I I knew who yeah, I was watching on the <laughs> side. <laughs> but we were like texting and like calling course, a bunch of people no time, the whole time. Yeah, Talk, I was telling Carla about the whole history of the ring and everything we went to to get awesome. to it and the whole plan of the day. Awesome. We were laughing about her dad acting in the morning. That's like, great. <laughs> all man. the different stuff. But it went like super well. She was super caught off guard. Man, I hate to ramble on to give all these different details. Yeah. But that morning, she we went on a walk and yeah. she told me that – the day before that, we had a a, a confirmation for my cousin. Uh-huh. And she thought that the confirmation wasn't actually happening that weekend. And it was all like a ploy to uh, for an actual proposal that day. So she told me on Sunday morning, I proposed Sunday afternoon. She told me Sunday morning on a walk... Like she was like, oh, I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to say this, but like I kind of thought something was gonna happen like yesterday. Like I thought the confirmation was just like all fake, and that's my sister crazy. was in town and that's all this so stuff. Crazy. And I, and I was telling her like, oh my god, that's so funny, that's crazy. <laughs> I was like, know. I was literally telling. Her, well, in my mind, I was thinking like, oh, we fucking got her. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If she thought that there was a chance that I was actually doing it that night, nice, she wouldn't have told me. Yeah. So like, when she was telling me this, I was like, oh, she has no clue at all. And I, and I was like, I, I was telling her like oh, like, that's crazy. How, isn't it crazy how, like, in life, like, so when you start thinking things, you start, like, putting together all these pieces that aren't there and, like, Demon. you come up with this idea. Demon. <laughs> super gaslight. You're <Demon. laughs> You're insane. Yeah, you're so crazy. Crazy. What would you mean? What would you think? Of? Yeah. Yeah, so, so, yeah. Said that to, to just show another further example. Like, I actually was able to surprise her um, and it all went, like, super well. That's awesome, Super man. fun
0: yeah and i mean just real quickly how's the wedding planning going it's going
2: good i mean if you ask her she'll give you a different answer because of course course. (laughs) because i mean admittedly she's way more into it than i am like the font that we're using on the cocktail napkins and like the the color of the of the of the placemats or not placemats the the table sheets or whatever they're called and like Like, all this if there's no like cocktail hour if, like,
0: during the uh-huh. cocktail hour or, like the ceremony or something if there's no like Star Wars John <laughs> Williams like composition play the entire thing we're gonna have day, lava coming out that's an extreme that's, that's just extremely like I mean come on like if betting odds are that there's at least one I don't know what it is Maybe the take, song they take play. Take up some bets. The song they Our play. Our first song is
2: going to be the the Across the Stars, Anakin and Padme's theme. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. She's going to walk down the aisle to that? Yeah. No, I'm sure that's completely different
0: uh, like perspectives of it. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, but honestly, we have like all of the big things out of the way. Like, a lot of what we've been doing lately is, like I said, the, the font on the cocktail napkins. like yeah. Small things like that. Figuring out, like, the details of the Ora Loca or, like, the photo booth. Yeah. Things yeah. like that. but. Okay. We have like the venue and like the DJ and the most the flowers. Stuff. She just got her dress like a month ago. Ooh. So moving quick. I love that. I love so it's that. going good, yeah. Nice man.
0: All right. So it's a couple of things to wrap up uh before we, we finish off. So one of the things I'm I'm doing with this season is I want my guests to kind of give blind advice. Oh, now, it, it doesn't have to be about relationships. No, it could be, don't ask me about relationships. Yeah, or anything. It <laughs> doesn't have to be been about living. marriage, like nothing. Because I could very easily sit here and be like, what advice do you have for other young couples? That, yeah. You know, aren't sure if they want to take the next step. Mm-hmm. But that's not what it's about. This blind advice about anything. Maybe it's a mm-hmm. quote that you like or something you live by. Because... It might, it it may completely miss, you know, for the next person that hears mm-hmm. your advice, or it may be exactly what they need to hear. Mm-hmm. So I think that kind of game is is pretty cool too. So mm-hmm.
2: whatever you got, blind advice. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna quote a song here. Okay. Um, Billy Joel, Vienna. Okay. Um. Though, hold on, let me let me think of it first to make sure I I, I quote it right. You can Google it. I think it's I think it's I think this is right. Though you know when you're wrong, you may not always know when you're right. That's some something with those around those. What song is that from? From Vienna. From Vienna? Yeah, I don't, I don't think I know that one. So you definitely you know the song, okay. but but though you know when you're wrong, you may not always know when you're right.
3: Too bad, but it's the life you leave of yourself that you forgot what you need though you could see when you're wrong you know you can't always see when you're right
2: and i think that's like that's something that i feel like i realized in in the stupidest way possible i realized when i was like around 13 years old and it was because it was like again this is like such a small thing but my mom would would tell me and my sisters like about how we didn't clean up around the house and like reprimand us about that or whatever and I would tell her, like, if if I leave my hat by the door or my shoes by the door, you're going to see it there. But if I don't leave them by the door and I pick them up, you don't know that I picked them up, you know. So, like, obviously, you're always going to realize the times that I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. So, so obviously, that's like just a stupid little thing. Yeah. But I feel like when I realized that, it was, like, kind of mind-blowing to me as yeah. a kid even. Um. But I feel like that applies so much to other things in life. Like, when things are going right, it's the same thing as, like if you have, if you're sick or you have like a cold sore or you sprain your finger, your back's hurting, you always think, man, I fucking, I I always take it like for granted the times that those things are not happening to me, the times that I'm healthy, the times that my back is not hurting and like you wish you were in that way, in that state or whatever. You only realize like the shit that goes wrong all the time in your life. There's, but all the time in your life, like every single day you wake up and like there's so many things that go right in your life. Yeah. And I feel like being like cognizant of like how lucky you are, no matter your situation. And I know that's like, may sound like a privilege it, point. It's your theme standpoint. Again. Yeah. It it's may be like, your top it top positivity. It is. And it may be my, my, my privileged, like yeah, perspective yeah. on life and like standpoint, yeah. whatever. But we really are like such lucky people. And like, whatever, I guess I'll only speak about myself. I really am such a lucky person. So it's to for to me for me to go through life and like only realize the times where things go wrong is like such a disservice to like everything that has made me who I am. Um, So the quote of like, don't only, you though you know when you're wrong, you may not always know when you're right. It's kind of like a reminder to remember all the times that you are doing things right and you are being the best version of yourself. And like the simplest things of getting up in the morning, like starting your day may seem like something easy and something like so like, um that's great man. scheduled or whatever, yeah. or whatever but it really is like such an honor that you were able to live your life so
0: i appreciate your consistency because mo- like several times throughout this uh-huh. you you've said things that go back to what you said earlier about not just being uh like a an optimistic person but that you value perspective i do also. that's such a huge thing so me. so both of those things that you said in the icebreaker questions came back and played central themes into showing the character of you. So that's really interesting, man. So, all right, cool. So we're pretty much wrapped up with everything. This is the part where I get to give you your flowers now. Uh, It's
2: going to be weird. I've been doing this a lot lately, but... Yeah, it's nice
0: to be (laughs) on the other side. It's cool because some people, a lot of people, not not a lot of people, I've definitely been around some people who, like, are uncomfortable and not, like, in a bad way, but they just, like, they don't know how, like, to take it Mm -hmm. uh, and... But I, I think it's important to do. Yeah. Uh, so I think I just kind of gave you a little bit too. I, I Something I learned today, right, about, I mean, I've always known you're an optimistic person, but to see you say it out loud and then the consistency of it and saying you value perspective, which I'm not going to sound like, I'm going to sound like a fucking old head when I say this, but uh-huh. like when you're younger, right, Yeah. you don't always have perspective on things like that. Yeah. And that idea of like looking at all these things that are going right, and, you know, as opposed to just looking at all the wrong things, that's something that like people don't really pick up all the time until you're like way later, way deeper in the game. Mm-hmm. So the fact you have that right now is amazing. But besides <laughs> that, yeah. But besides that and, and everything that we just, you just kind of brought into the, into the pod, I will say this. And obviously our, our, our relationship starts at work, but I think we very easily like clicked, got along. Like mm-hmm. from the second we started talking about music and all that, mm-hmm. like, when and, and Matt, our old co-worker was working here too. We kind of like, like okay we kind of want to take this guy right but since this has been pretty effortless Mm -hmm. and i can sit here and talk about how easy it is like for us to work we've been in the trenches Mm -hmm. together right and now we went from a team of three to a team of eight so we've been in the fucking mud before right like we brought out the mud (laughs) yeah we we know what it's like to be like like a 10 win team yeah and then like come up and win like 50 games you know what i mean so obviously when you when you have like been through like Experiences like that, it brings people closer, but not once have we had any kind of dispute. I We obviously respect each other, all that. It's huge, but it's just cool, man, like how the evolution of like, I don't just like being coworkers with people, especially when we vibe like, mm-hmm. you know, I downloaded TikTok. Because that's the only way I can communicate with you. <laughs> you know, that's the only way I, I don't understand. text at all. I, that's the only way I can I can, you know, understand what you're seeing, what's going on in your life with right? the kids these days. Yeah, with the kids <laughs> these days. You know, stuff like that, man. Uh, yeah, honored honor to, you know, even be invited to, to to your wedding. Of course. It's been a
2: year, literally one yeah. one year, and you're like, you know what? This guy, this of course guy's just, i had you know, to man i see you i see you more than i see most of my friends true, obviously. yeah true
0: true true man so i obviously I, I respect i appreciate that but dude it's just it's an honor to know you like pleasure you're 24 but i feel like you're at least 28 right well, thank you <laughs> you know other than the trl stuff but other than now I'll let that pass in my pop culture knowledge yeah yeah it's great man and and you know i don't I don't think – I can't imagine having an argument with you. Mm-hmm. I just can't.
2: No, me either. And I'm like a very
0: – anybody who knows me knows I'm a very confrontational person mm-hmm. about things. But there's just certain people that I just – I'm just like
2: – I think our closest fight was when I told Lexi to, the fantasy football thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was the closest fight yeah, I, I ever got. God. To <laughs> God.
0: That was flawed, though. That was flawed. I don't care. That, you're right. I just fucked
2: up. I admit that it was fucked up, and I'll do it again.
0: Oh my god. Just real quick. I was we, we we're in a work fantasy league and I needed a win desperately. And I'm playing our other coworker and she didn't have a lineup set. So I'm like, all right, cool, you know, going to Sunday night football. Um, I think it was like the Chiefs. She had like Patrick Mahomes and somebody else bench. Sorry for people who don't know football, but uh anyway. So I'm like, all right, cool, I'm licking my chops, like right, I'm gonna win this game. And then all of a sudden, like ten minutes before the game starts. Her lineup is set. And I'm like, something happened here. Something happened here. And lo and behold, I come to find out that Luke was in her DMs were being like, hey, you might want to start some players. <laughs> and I'm like, this, this is this is some of the dirtiest I've ever seen in my what life.
2: Ad, what adds to it, which I told you also, is that like I waited. She did it 10 minutes before the game because I waited to tell her because it was something that, like the way it worked out with the points and everything. Like, if I would have told her earlier, she might have beaten me in a different way. But once I saw that, like how the points were coming out, I was like, "Ah, yeah, she can't beat me." So, like, I'll tell her to start Stupid. her lineup. And I needed Eddie to lose that week, so, so I told her to set her lineup, and then dirty, she had, she ended up winning that week. It was dirty and
0: disgusting and shameful, and, and you should be ashamed of yourself. But that's neither here but no, more. I
2: mean i definitely i've said it a million times like outside of this to my friends and stuff 100% more than like the work you do is important like the co-workers and the relationship you have with them and 100% like i love our relationship like it's super easy like you said not only to work with each other like that's that's the like bare minimum like it's super fun to after a weekend of football to come back and like catch up on everything all the memes like Mm -hmm. all the pop culture new movies new music like There's always just so much to talk about.
0: And and I even say professionally, like to bring up that point too, is like, obviously I'm at a stage in my career too, where I'm still learning, picking up things. I think you should learn every single day. Mm -hmm. And especially from people who have been in the industry for a long time, you should take as much as you can and evolve that, you know, make that your own thing. But one of the best ways that I learned and how I start to, you know, improve my craft is through like mentorship or like sharing the knowledge that I know mm-hmm. and sometimes people depending if you like if it's somebody with like an ego it's hard to do that with them because they'll just take everything as like oh, bro, I know this already you're mm-hmm. like I don't care and not once like we've had like you know rarely does it happen but whenever I feel like a moment you know where I can just even if it's not work directly related it could be something that is just could work in general yeah. like speaking and stuff yeah, like yeah. that Right. I'll just be like, hey, man, like you got two minutes and then we'll just talk about it. And then you don't take it in any way. You just no. take it as like, this is my boy. Like, and my, you know, like it, I don't, I'm your boss technically, yeah, yeah. but like I don't see that. It feels weird saying that. No,
2: I put it completely on the record right now. Like, keep doing that because I love, I yeah. love that. I, I'm definitely 100% somebody like I understand that like where I am in my career and like learning things, like you said, from like people above you. Um, So please continue to do that. I do everything I know today is like I can chalk it up to like 100% being taught by you, Matt or Diego. Like, yeah, you guys, I knew nothing about the digital marketing like industry before getting into this. Like, I mean, the general knowledge, you know, about social media is like as far as it went for me. Yeah. And like everything I know was taught straight from like you, Matt and, and Diego. So like I can't at all to say that that's my ego like oh yeah you know know this like (laughs) and 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 these things all the platforms and everything we do and and work in general is always like ever evolving so it's like there's always new shit and like always things come up so yeah adapting so thank you for that and please never stop doing that because it helps me a lot actually
0: 100 percent so Lance, to the last bit of business here. Yeah. Uh, we're going to end this uh, episode with a song. So okay. I, typically I like to have my guests pick songs and usually I just kind of say hey pick a song you're into right now or pick whatever. I I don't like to always make it a thing of like what song means a lot to you, but I felt within the purpose of this episode that it fit mm-hmm. and that's why I kind of I didn't have the idea initially to to ask you what song was in your head during yeah. the proposal. It just worked out that way. And that ends up being the first of your two choices. Yeah. And so I think for the second song, I mean, a a good way to end this up being that this episode is predominantly based on your relationship with Carla and all that. Um, any song, man, that just you feel d- defines it or just that reminds you of your relationship, of the times, of anything like that. It doesn't have to be your first dance song. It doesn't have yeah. to be anything that you're like some secret you're keeping in, but just anything that you know, that, that you value her song that maybe that she's not aware that, you know, that to you means a lot because it reminds you of her. It can be anything.
2: Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know. It's a hard question. I ask the hard hitting questions, man. All
4: the music based questions are
2: tough. It's just so many songs, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. But like, so
0: pick one. It shouldn't be as hard. He's like, which dude, is the right one?
2: Which so, is the right one? So every year on our anniversary, one of the things that I do is like I make a playlist of the like songs that we had listened to a lot throughout the year. Um. So we have like seven different playlists at this point. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm gonna look at. You know, get I'm gonna leave. I'm going to leave everyone off with a banger, okay? Instead of instead of making it a sappy song. Okay, okay. I'm going to choose One More Time by Daft Punk. Yeah. That's 100% yeah. <laughs> a song that reminds me of Carla and it's like a song we always play with our friends, like a song that like makes you feel good no uh-huh. matter where you are in life. So because Oh, you can't hurry love will play it earlier in the uh-huh. episode i assume like uh-huh. it was the first one we'll leave it off with one and more then, time yeah, that's, by like, Punk. that's a great
0: great, great song man. Yeah. right And appreciate you for being on man
2: appreciate uh, you for this, having is, this is a pleasure bro pleasure yeah, pleasure for sure thank you one
3: more time feeling so free celebra and dance so free one more time here's this the feeling so free we're gonna celebrate celebrate and dance so free one more time here's this the feeling so free we're gonna celebrate celebrate and dance so free one more time here's this the feeling so free we're gonna celebrate celebrate and dance so free This cabin, feeling so free. We're gonna celebrate, celebrate and dance so free. One more time. This cabin, feeling so free. We're gonna celebrate, celebrate and dance so free. One more time. This cabin, feeling so free.